from Finland. At the time of recording, it's 20.30 here, but it's bright as broad daylight outside. This is the first episode of my podcast series titled Friends and Contrails, where I chat with some of my best friends who are in unique and different careers than me and are at different phases of life. I call it Contrails because we will be picking up pieces from our time doing aerospace engineering. I assumed the core theme of these talks would be science and technology, but my friends are here to prove otherwise. So today, to punch me in the face with not Nostalgia, a close friend of mine, Vinay Raja, is joining us from London. Hi, Vinay. What's up? Uh, how's Queensland now? Go ahead and tell our listeners who you are. Yeah, hello. This is Vinay Raja. I'm living in London right now. Like, uh, I'm his um, engineering classmate and, you know, uh, he's, he's very close friend to me. So, I'm here to discuss something about the book I'm writing. So that book is about the project art. What are the uh, discrepancies and, you know... Um, and kind of, you know, and kind of lacking in the world that in functioning of creating a utopia. So I'm just here to address some of the issues in the real society. And most importantly, the character in my book, The Project Art, is Benjamin Lecter. I just want to discuss some of my views through his voice. Yeah, guys, this is a piece of work, I must say. And I have been reading a few chapters of his as he was writing. And I have to say my jaw dropped quite a many times. And to speak about this guy, Benjamin, Vinay, okay, what yeah. is Benjamin trying to do? Yeah, uh, uh, he's a central character of my book. And he is one of the richest businessmen and he expands economics to the whole country or whole world uh, by creating some of the um, by creating some uh, you know disturbances in the world yet uh, his ideologies and his goals are different from the real world perspective Um, he wants to be a greatest capitalist in the world not because to to control the whole world but to encourage the world in creating utopia so his ideologies and um, and his way of thinking is quite different from the real capitalists in the world so and he was the one you know uh, very much uh, created turmoil in his own mind for for the uh, uh, to create utopia he got his idea from his friend's demise uh, his friend made a promise uh, made up uh, his friend take a promise from him that he wants lecture to create utopia under any circumstance because he just don't want to see the world with you know um, uh, violence and all those things so how lecter started how lecter created such uh, such a greatest financial empire how lecter created chaos in the world how lecter finally understands that utopia is far away from the real world so he always uh, from through, through his entire life um, I'm just explaining his mental turmoil and physical accomplishments all through his life. So in creating what is utopia and how to create one, it's his biggest mission in life. Oh, that's that's quite detailed and wonderful. And I say, listen, uh, there is the most emphasis on utopia, creating a utopia. But what is his definition yeah. of utopia or if I had to say, what is your definition of utopia? How would you say yeah. that all the characteristics of an utopia are transferred to him? Yeah, like my perspective of utopia is quite different from a general perspective. So 
like i'm very much you know convinced that world won't change because you know um, the differences and um, the distinguishments between the groups of people won't change the ideologies won't change the um, the perspectives of the world uh, the in- intricate judgment to define people won't change in the uh, won't change in the world so my explanation of utopia is there is a world which has all the differences but apart from the bureaucrats and all those people the normal people needs to understand to keep the peaceful coexistence above all their disturbances and discrepancies so uh, in literal words like before creating any kind of groups before creating a uh, violence before creating um, you know havoc in the society they should at least give a thought under any circumstance we shouldn't involve violence to uh, uh, for the demonstrations they want to give so that is my kind of utopia it's not uh, a system it's a people having at least have an idea at least try to uh, you know uh, control themselves from involving into violence that is my kind of utopia uh, and is there any inspiration behind this dis- uh, definition or why do you believe utopia is what you just said well violence um, uh, well in words uh, i'm a realist so i i just i, I study psychology uh, and i study human minds a lot like like i don't have any uh, like um, i don't expect people to change because uh, change is far from the uh, real world because you know uh, there is a line from max planck uh, scientist max planck and that line is uh, a new scientific truth does not triumph by convincing its opponents and make them see the light but rather because its opponents eventually die and a new generation grows up that is familiar with it i think you got to understand that any kind of scientific truth after its discovery it's not to convince the prevailing society but when uh, when those people die and new generations come involving that truth as a real reality so i just want to give an example you know uh, like blasphemy is a crime in most of the societies in the ancient world but today we are uh, you know playing jokes playing uh, uh, criticize the mythology and all those you know um, cri- criticizing god is a kind of crime in the ancient world but those people dead those people are died and we came so we got to understand that there is no god at least to our perspective and through our lives so we got to understand even if we criticize god he won't come and punish us so from that perspective we have the you know leverage to criticize anyone in this world even god so that that kind of scientific truth that god does not exist helped a lot in oh. expressing our original feelings i think that's a kind of um, example i can give that's quite excellent to see how you have been feeling about that but one thing i picked up from your statement is that you don't expect people to change right so let's say in our small lifetime how much of a priority is it to have a utopia rather than being a perfect life i would say something like be perfect at something that would earn money for you and like quite be be selfish for yourself and your family maybe yeah um i have a different perspective here see uh, utopia is not an end point first of all uh, we we cannot ultimately create utopia in any which way because world always needs a balance you know um like we opt for the societal systems like government and all those things democratic systems not because individuals have lack uh, intelligence or not because systems works on the balance individual people 
always expects for a an end point a final point but reality and um, the society won't work in that way we always need to balance so my kind of utopia is when there is a discrepancy in the world people forms a group people forms a group to change that discrepancy to like um, to to subjugate that discrepancy and creating balance in the society that is that is one of the things i want to say and you know a uh, world always works in balance i, I just want to uh, give an example um, you know after the world war 2 after the chaos created in the whole world there is a rapid advancement in the society in terms of everything so that means there is a discrepancy in the world and whole world stands for it and um, because of the world war 2 uh, there are so many economies and uh, you know military in terms of everything went into the dark ages so entire world stood you know uh, work together and they communicate together to evade those uh, dark age circumstances very very quickly so uh, when there is a big disturbance in the world uh, other than the systems people should unite and work together to avoid that disturbance so i think world war 2 example is is uh, is an ultimate example i can give for creating a balanceable utopia i don't call it utopia it's a balanceable utopia and that balance should come from the people not only with the governments and all those things uh this looks like something that someone would say i want to make the world a better place and even benjamin lecter seems to be screaming the same but how would that actually translate to the nearly 8 billion population that we have now yeah that is a question you know uh, everyone live in their individual lives individual perspectives so we can't uh, expect them to change all those things but i'm not expecting people to uh, live for the society and that is also not going to happen because like um, uh, even if we take the capitalist systems also the communist systems you know the the kind of enragement uh, the kind of enraging and um, you know uh, the kind of unity uh, comes with the uh, comes with karl marx communism um, almost declined and you know diluted with the present present scenario you know russia and china also uh, involved some kind of democratic um, and capitalist means for the welfare of the people and you know to develop their um, societies so i think world is moving capitalism and capitalism core is selfishness so we can't expect people to change uh, under any circumstance but you know when they want to involve in a conflict they should at least think that we should not divert our means to the violence we should offer civil resistance we should debate we should negotiate with the government and all those things but not violence because violence is a primal factor in creating you know the havoc in the society right that's why yeah. people should have this uh, simple ideology is a simple ideology that um, that involving violence does not create anything in the society from all the history we can ga- we can gather evidence that violence doesn't mean anything from uh, from hitler from uh, from hitler to everyone after all the violence they created they threw the societies into the dark ages but at the same situation there is something happening in india happened in india that is mahatma gandhi he always protest against violence and offered peaceful means to fight against the injustice his doctrines 
like um, non-violence and non-cooperation almost completely changed the world and toppled the mighty British Empire too. Um, everyone is after him with the peaceful peaceful demonstrations and you know offering civil resistance to the society to the governments and all those things they ultimately achieved independence i think it's the biggest victory that we can given as a, give as an example um without violence we can create something without violence the world works too so i would say these examples for every question is excellent i just love how much you are how much observations you are putting into this work but this book of yours is quite fictitious you say and yeah. it could be quite different from your conventional behavior or how you would see yourself so i would say you are not benjamin lecter right yeah so do you have any conflicts in your story with yourself like any contradictions or confusions yeah a lot um uh, for example you know um i think you have read uh, some of the scenes right so yeah. i just want to uh, i just want to give example from that so when uh, um uh, you know um when uh, one of the psychologists and his student interviewing a terrorist from all the people around him like the like the policemen and all those people are literally hating the terrorist for creating such havoc in the society but apart from all of their perspectives the student and the psychologist have a different one you know they 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 don't want to see that terrorist as an evil they just want to see him as a uh, as a weakest person so uh, like uh, i just want to um, explain something so after the interview everyone got out and the policeman the psychologist and his student are traveling in a car so when they are traveling in a car student stop the uh, student stop the car and asked what do you think of the interview and the psychologist says the belief moral strength are the main factors responsible for these things to happen the terrorist attacks so so those are the strengths the uh, the, the student asks no the, the psychologist answers that no those are their weaknesses because they have such tremendous belief system for themselves they just don't care about what reality works how reality works they just don't listen to governments they just don't listen to the external noise bias and everything so they just um, they, they are very uh, unidirectional people and despite all the world criticism they got they just stand to their thoughts because their moral strength is impeccable in every every, every which way in such a way they are the greatest patriots in the mankind the, the, the so called terrorists so the point is to achieve something there should be means and that means uh, and 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 those people are taking violence as the means so first of all like everyone in the world uh, condemns their act as the mad mad one but look in this way say uh, see uh, for example take the kashmir issue uh, india and pakistan uh, like fought for so many years for that land but if they want kashmir on their side so they need to uh, you know compel the government compel the indian government to do it so what means they should take because they are not part of our, our um, you know our society so they can't influence the government so they are just creating yeah, they are just uh, you know attacking civilians in this country in, in indian country and these civilians you know um want governments to be responsible for the, for those attacks because their safety is in uh, you know trouble so in through indirect means uh, 
they are just influencing the governmental decisions and um, uh, i just give an, another example uh, there is a series called homeland and homeland it's an anti terrorist organization by cia and they are uh, reacting to that uh, terrorist uh, attacks um, in that uh, scene one of the terrorist wants to attack someone in the uh, in the american government and he calls the terrorist leader and asks um, we have the chance to influence the policy that they're going to take on us and i have the person to kill it should i kill him he asked and the terrorist leader answers no need because if we have the chance to influence the policy why need uh, why to kill people so from that point i got to understand that you know killing is not their killing spree is not their main thing they just don't want to kill people also but because the situations you know influence them in very bad way and you know because um, they they can't have the moral strength and um, support from the, the world they are just choosing this violence means so i think that is a point okay so i understand that you are writing your contradictions and maybe a confusions as opposing characters where one comes out on the top by themselves yeah the, the main conflict is we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't treat them as evil any kind of crime, okay. not, not only terrorist not only you know uh, you know um, serial killers or uh, or the people like cult leaders or, or all all those people comes from their extraordinary belief system and sometimes the belief system uh, not sometimes most of the times belief systems uh, you know um, uh, you know influence the people in a very bad way because yeah, the power correct right perfect. yeah i understand how belief systems can be the trigger for some people to cause any offense yeah, yeah it's quite understandable but how have your life preferences or the way you live and the way your career has been shaped how did that influence your story what did you pick up from your own life yeah actually you know um first of all i'm far away from the real society i just don't want to listen uh, any kind of you know any kind of uh, ideas what real world says because um, uh, from my book uh, i just want to quote a line the ideas that are that are you know moving in the real world are the floated floated ideas floated opinions why they call floated is because they can go to uh, they, they can they have a far reaching capability but those are not deep those are you know uh, there's a half knowledge ones see for example uh, any kind of invention or discovery comes from the scientific people because they research for so many years they create something they write in their research papers and all those things but that real idea the truth is very very far different from the uh, you know uh, from the perspectives in the real society what i'm trying to say is you know when we look through the stars we are looking through the past so um, how much distance we look through we can go through uh, we can go into the age of universe how universe originated all those things but uh, those lines have very very deeper meaning in research areas my point is so reality in real perspective or with the general people the perspectives are very very much different so i don't want to listen all those i'm just staying in my room listening all to the scientific feed and okay. from that from my knowledge i got to understand that um, you know we shouldn't listen to the external noise we should listen to the truth though because truth is the one which seems like false we oh. can't even imagine you can't even imagine or believe that this can be the truth the truth is something like that 
So what we can feel truth is a believable falsity. Believable truth is a falsity. So uh-huh. we can, like uh, the, the false ones can be believably true, but the truth is the one uh, we just can't believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the point. So like my kind of world is is very, very different. It's very peaceful. I just don't want to get into the reality because reality influences so much and it shifts our perspective from the, you know, my father told me once, like, if you, if you want to know something, look at it from the top, not with the people. Like no. if you're with a terrorist, if you, if you're with a terrorist, you almost convince us to his ideology. And I just don't surprise that um, even if I got convinced and joined them, because I'm just looking through their life, how they live, how they think. But when we do that, there is no, you know, there is no answer for anything. We can't come to conclusions any which way. But if we look from the top perspective, from the, you know, top, top view, we got to understand things in a better way. You know, like when we are with a terrorist, um we see them as the cult uh, we see we see them as the revolutionary leaders we see that we see them as a freedom fighters in such a way when we are not with them living in the general society we see them as terrorists evil people but when we look from the top we see them as some kind of people who can't control their emotion resorting to violence because they feel their um, like um, they feel their morality is under um, un- under trouble and they are just retaliating for that so different perspectives um, gives the uh, different views on the same person so but from the top view we can come to conclusions that's the final point yeah. okay yeah from what you said i have picked up two wonderful things one is when you quoted saying when we are looking at the stars we are looking at the past and yeah. other thing is what your dad said about looking from the top and as much as i know you and your career you are a theoretical physicist you believe in the grand scheme of things and as yeah. such do you think benjamin's work in this story is a reflection of such beliefs is he just putting up a grand plot i don't think so because um at the age of 50 he almost convinced that he couldn't do anything with the world he almost um decides to commit suicide because there is nothing to um base his life on so he always strives to create such a world with all the potential with all the you know you know you know with all the you know properties and the money the power he has he wants to create a world but uh, every character that comes across him tells him that um, it won't possible it won't possible any any which way so he almost thought the entire universe is against him but um, he doesn't want to stop because he almost um, uh, like difference from the like um, uh, contrast from the starting point in the book he uh, com- coming to the end he almost um, uh, decides that he wants to dedicate his entire life he, he almost take the resp- uh, take the responsibility for the conscience of mankind he almost feels that way because um, like um, he almost lives in a fantasy world too, in 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 some means the reality is far more realistic the world is far more realistic that um, you know we just have to give up on that we just have to accept them uh, accept the real world as it is but he doesn't want to do it he just um, checking for the minute chance for minimal ch- for a minor chance in any which way that um, this world could be possibly a better one so in that process he 
he made the protagonist or the one of the central character in the book and the psychologist and all the, and all those people and finally they come to a conclusion that we need to understand the people in a better way from all the human emotions how human emotions work on people there is something we missed from all the evolution evolution we have from all the evolution we grew up we missed so many things we have the all the abilities you know there is a line i wrote in my book uh, when the edwin miller the, the central character um, and the benjamin lecter is discussing something benjamin lecter asks him do we really can do we really create a utopia at any point of time and he says mr lecter in animal world what must be done can be done in uh, animal world what can be done must be done but in real human world what must be done can be done <laughs> so i guess that um, that line has so much weight because uh, from the evolution we have all the capabilities every capability but when it uh, when the time comes those capability unleashes so in animal world because of the limitations that animals have uh, they just uh, they just remains to the forest they just remain to the wild wildlife but we we almost discarded the forest we came to the plain areas we constructed so houses uh, we you know we constructed machines we constructed everything we constructed societies because but almost all 20 million years we live with animals so what changed in human humankind when the time comes when they they are in severe need they can change the world really i think that's the you know a hope that lecter has at the end uh, at the end of the book that's awesome what i heard uh, you intend to say that benjamin also has many uh, humanish or human like problems and he makes human errors but is benjamin the ideal human being or like have you written any character in your book who is an ideal human being and ideal can be defined as whatever you feel is yeah um uh, first when it comes to being an ideal person it's quite different from my book you know uh, first ideal person is the one um, who has the you know, who has the maturity to accept the reality as it is uh, apart from mr lecter benjamin lecter every character i wrote seems to be um a bit ideal not not completely ideal but a bit ideal because you know ideal people are the ones uh, like uh, as i already said um, ideal people are the ones who accept the reality as it is every one in the book explains lecter that we can't create a uh, utopia <clears throat> we can't create a better world because like people are so into themselves they can't really care for the reality they, they can't really care for the society so lecter is quite opposite from that so in that means lecter is the most non ideal person in the book but oh. and uh, you know he can't control his human emotions he is a very fragile man and um from uh, like but all the characters are very very strong very very strong and very very intense characters but he is completely you know uh, the, uh, the completely fragile uh, delicate man 
but because of his because his ideology is uh, enriching and great almost at the end of the book the ideal people the strong people almost convinces for his ideology for his uh, for his uh, determination and joins his mission uh, in creating utopia so it's not uh, weak follows the strong it's the strong follows the weak because of the determination and the kind of uh, kind of mission they took for their life interesting uh, this kind of gives me an impression that a lot of this is depend lot of your work is dependent on philosophical elements but is it true um no it's not much of a philosophy because philosophy is the one you know as i already said of almost all philosophies like um, you know um, philosophy is the one first of all what we don't know and what we don't uh, believe what we always object was cleared by the philosophy because philosophy gives a perspective to understand the reality to accept the reality so when we accept the reality we just try to move forward in life but according to karl marx we can't call it a philosophy it's in karl marx communism it's an ideology um um mahatma gandhi is it's an ideology so philosophy uh, you know always um, explains the reality and keep the people uh, to the restrictions but ideology is the one um, opens the minds of people drives severe uh, rage into the people joins them you know uh, moving forward together this comes from the ideology so lecter read so many philosophies i think almost all philosophies in the world at that time at the um, you know the book starts after the world war 2 so at that time lecter was all, uh, i think all, almost all 30 years so he read every philosophy but he couldn't take that because every philosophy uh, explains that explains the true nature of man and that nature cannot be cannot be changed so he almost decides his ideology at that point of time so when he is preparing himself to be a, um, to be a, to be the benjamin lecter that we think of uh, he uh, you know he had a talk with mahatma gandhi and he, oh. he had a talk with the um, winston churchill and all those people so when when lecter visited mahatma gandhi um, one of the inspirational lines that the uh, uh, lecter got his inspiration to become the man he is there is a line uh, from mahatma gandhi i just quote his original line in that book after the conversation they had a uh, lecture asks him uh, after all the effort you put after all the effort i'm i'm going to put my entire life in creating a better world do we really can achieve that and mahatma gandhi says mr lecture i remain optimist not that there is evidence that i can give that right is going to prosper but because of my unflinching faith that right must prosper in the end so so i i just remain to be an optimist not because you know i can i can create a better world i have the evidence i can create a better world but because with faith and belief with a kind of um, you know uh, truth in ourselves we can achieve what we want to achieve and i believe my doctrines like non cooperation and non uh, um, non violence could actually create a better world just believe in yourself and do whatever you want to do it's one of the take home lines that lecter got from um mahatma gandhi and he got very much influenced by him so from oh. that point uh, now 
though mahatma gandhi doesn't involve uh, any kind of violence through his entire life uh, and invoking um, does and uh, invoking in, uh, any kind of violence in people mahatma gandhi's ideas are not philosophy it's an ideology because it moved the entire mm. country um entire country formed a country called india and the whole country fought against the british so it's not definitely a philosophy because philosophy is the one yeah, as i said uh, it's an it's an acceptance but ideology is the one you know um, not standing still just moving forward gathering all the people of um, same ideology and always try to create change in the world i think uh, lectures is an ideology yeah okay that's awesome i have to say i began this conversation saying that your novel or the whatever draft that you have sent me is a piece of art this benjamin lecter is a piece of art and i have to say that with all the things that you have told us till now all our conversation the observations you mentioned the examples you gave the ideologies the conversations with such legends all this tells me or only proves the fact that benjamin lecter is actually indeed a piece of work so is benjamin your favorite character in your book like of course i understand that he's a protagonist and he should be the eventual good guy or something but do you have a bias on any other character if you had to pick a favorite character who would it be and tell us about um, that yeah actually the main character you know when i started the book i wrote the character edwin miller so edwin miller is an ideal person he controls his emotions he has a very unique thinking always uh, 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 he has a sustaining capacity to uh to the to any kind of you know uh, chaos in the world um he always look look very deep into the people um but when i started mr lecter benjamin lecter character i just got move with the emotional journey what lecter is going through so it when started it was it, it was it was one of the characters but when i started writing his character i just uh, i just got you know almost surprised that um, um, what he experienced in his life like what he uh, loses what he gains on uh, his determination his kind of uh, intelligence um, not kind not intelligence he's not so intelligent uh, his kind of determination um, um uh, every day um, every day and every breath he he puts to uh, create a world uh, to create a utopia and you know uh, his entire life is about one thing to create a better world he just um you know almost uh, from his entire life almost 60 60% of his you know um, active life he he thought how to create this world how to create this world and even at the end because he got to understand that there is a chance from all the people around him that uh, in creating a better world even the, even his last breath he wants to see the world he just got it and he leaves his breath i think he is one of my favorite characters and i think um, even in my life uh, he is one of the achievement i have uh, that's quite sweet to say and i think you also gave a very major spoiler of the story <laughs> yeah but this brings us to the end of this fantastic conversation i have to say it was very awesome thank you vinay benjamin yeah. lecter is one hell of a character all the best and i can't wait to see how you put all this together yeah anyway. thank you for having me in your podcast also
anything more you have to conclude with nothing um but um, before having opinions just try to understand the world you can benefit yourself you can be a benefit to the society also and i'm not uh, being a very you know i don't have the social obligation to be good or not like our individuality should be a reflection of society so i think there must uh, there is a change to be in the individual not with the governments because you know bureaucrat any system always needs the peop- uh, support of people and people doesn't offer any help so if uh, if one thing is to be changed either with the society or with the people i believe it's the people okay because, because uh, we can't influence a change but we can influence ourselves i think it's the point yeah and that's it for today's episode guys thank you so much for listening and i would return soon with another lovely friend and i promise you all a great time happy sunday <laughs>